Hey, it's Eric G. Around the House is sponsored by Baldwin Hardware. For 75 years, Baldwin Hardware has been known for its first-class quality and craftsmanship in door and cabinetry hardware. As an alumnus of the Baldwin Hardware Design Council, I can say I have seen the details and quality from design to the finished product. If you're looking for a new style and old-world craftsmanship, I can tell you there is only one Baldwin Hardware. Check out what would look great in your home at baldwinhardware.com. The first, you know, what you want to kind of evaluate, the first thing that most people don't know is that having a steam shower in your in your uh, own shower at home is more possible than you think. A lot of people think that it's kind of a dream, like, oh my God, I can only get it in a gym or a spa. Uh, and they think that it could really become an astronomical cost. The truth is that if, if all you want is just a basic system, it's pretty well within reach. You just have to make sure that you uh, understand what goes into the design and you hire the right contractor uh, for the job. It's around the house. When it comes to remodeling and renovating your home, there is a lot to know, but we've got you covered. This is Around the House. Welcome to Around the House with Eric G and Caroline B, your home improvement source every single week. Thanks for joining us. We got a full house today, don't we, Caroline? We do, and some fantastic guests to boot. You got it. Well, let's go around the room here because we've got a great discussion today about decorative hardware and plumbing, and we've got a house full of experts today. Let's just work around the room. Kimberly, come on in and let's talk about what your background Hello, is. Hello, my name is hey, Kimberly Kim. Glazer. I'm the Director of Marketing and Sales for the Decorative Plumbing and Hardware Association, or DPHA as we are known. Uh, I've been in the, in the decorative plumbing and hardware industry since 2005. Uh, coming from the showroom background, I uh, worked with my family in the New York metropolitan area at uh, Best Plumbing Tile and Stone, and I've been with DPHA since 2019. Nice. <laughs> Phil, let's go with you, brother, the one with the beautiful surfboards, surfboards hanging behind you there. <laughs> I love it. We got a it. surfer, surfer in the house. Yeah. Uh, it's more of a guy that tries to surf, but... <laughs> you know, it's just fun. But uh, yeah, I also serve on the board for uh, the Decorative Plumbing and Hardware Association, but I'm located in San Francisco and uh, I am a plumbing contractor and I also have a decorative showroom, which is kind of a rare structure. Usually those two businesses are separate, but we have a very uh, sort of European style uh, uh, business structure. And uh, uh, my father was a plumber. And so it was just kind of a natural progression for me. And I've been doing it for about 15 plus years now. Nice, man. Nice. And then, of course, we've got my brother from another mother, Nathaniel Chown. Welcome back to Around <laughs> the House. Thank you for having me back. I'm, so, I'm totally shocked that you would have me again. Um, <laughs> no potty talk tonight or today. Uh, I, I'm Nathaniel Chown. I'm a fifth generation uh, DPHA uh family member, I guess. I've uh, been in the decorative plumbing and hardware industry since 2002. And 
Whoa, whoa, whoa. You were born into that, actually. Yes. I think there was a long lineage of gene pool. <laughs> I think that you were born into that back at the turn of the yep, century, uh, actually. 1879 was <laughs> when Chown Hardware was started. And uh, somewhere in the 1970s, my grandmother got this wild idea to open some decorative boutique showrooms. And now it's uh, two thirds of the business today. So uh, grandma had some some nice forethought with uh, surrounded by tool salesmen and um, probably a lot of plumbers and locksmiths. So thank you, Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Grandma. Well, guys, thanks for coming on today. We've got some thanks, great guys. stuff to talk about here. One thing I was talking about when, you know, we were on a phone call earlier here, geez, probably a month ago when we were kind of talking about doing this, I just got done putting in a steam shower and I've got a, a I'll throw a little plug out there. I did a thermosol you know, touch steam shower, did it all in. And I was shocked as a designer who did my own install, how many layers and how much of a pain in the butt that was to get all those things right, including getting the hardware and electronics and everything else to work again. And I won't even talk about trying to get the shower door in. That was a whole other story that I'm sworn <laughs> to not talk about. Right, Nathaniel? <laughs> and <laughs> how would you accept it? sorry man for dragging you into that (laughs) anyway you get where i'm going with that it's not easy these days getting these things put together and i know you guys out there as an industry from the plumbing side from the decorative hardware side it's a tough go out there especially when a simple shower now takes electricians and plumbers and tile and and all the different layers that have to go into that. Yeah, it's uh, I've I've had personal experience with installing that exact same system. Uh, I've installed a few of those this year, and the amount of well, you said it layers, but it's almost like it's insane coordinating because there's so you know you're working with other contractors, you have to vapor proof the whole enclosure the ceiling has to be done usually you know people don't tile the ceilings and uh, running all the cables making sure you have conduits for all the cables and it it it's very cumbersome so it, and to get it to all work properly is a it's like another it's like another level so it's it's amazing i have three different access panels just so yeah, i can get work. into stuff but it must be worth it because Eric, I mean, brags about it all the time and he's constantly rubbing it in. Then he's got, oh like, my God, it's totally he's like, Oh, you don't have you, a steam shower. Eric, did you get the, did you get the new hydro vibe or did you get the smaller SLS uh, rain head? Here's what I did. I got the smaller SLS rain head because by the time the hydro vibe had come out, I had already templated cause I have slab on the walls and the ceiling and I was not going to reframe my entire ceiling. I'd already put the the, yeah. the vapor uh, wetty system in there. And I'm like, I'm not rebuilding the shower again to make yeah. it fit. And I love these guys. I don't want to say anything bad about Thermosol because they're a great company. But the other problem that I had is, is the size of that unit. When I designed my shower, I have a angled ceiling so the water doesn't drip down and condense in rain. And the problem was, is that I'm only 36 inches wide in there. And I was going to end up putting that rain head up against my shower door with the angle because it would have put that over that rain head would have been hitting the shower door. So I didn't want to build out 
and, and, and fight that. So that was one of the technical things that I made a decision on that one, I, it was just the timing and two, it was going to cause some water issues, I think down the road. That's fair. Caroline, to get back to your point, it is so worth it. I live in Louisiana. <laughs> I live in New Orleans, hot and humid most of the time down here. And when I was putting it, when I was remodeling my master bath, I was like, I'm putting in a steam shower. My contractors thought I was nuts. Everybody thought I was nuts. And I'm like, no, I'm putting it in. And my first winter in the house, I was so happy I had it. And then my husband and I last summer got COVID and having a steam shower was our savior. We were in the best three times a day for two weeks. It really, it's incredible. It's an incredible thing to have. So it's like a medical necessity, but also a luxury. Yes. That's what Eric does. He goes in there and he tells me all about it. So I'm, I'm due for one. Definitely. I know where you can get one. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Wrap up on steam showers. Phil, since you've dealt with these, you know, you've done a few installs. Do you have any tips for people out there that are thinking about doing these? Do you have anything great for people out there, whether it's a contractor that's maybe going to put his first steam shower in or a homeowner that's maybe has this crazy vibe of wanting to do it themselves, yeah, which I don't so, usually recommend. Absolutely. Yeah. So, well, I, I actually work with all of the steam manufacturers out there as a as a service tech, uh, a certified installer, and a dealer. So I'm pretty familiar with all the different manufacturers. I think the first, you know, what you want to kind of evaluate, the first thing that most people don't know is that having a steam shower in your, in your uh, own shower at home is more possible than you think. A lot of people think that it's kind of a dream, like, oh, my God, I can only get it in a gym or a spa. Uh, And they think that it could really become an astronomical cost. The truth is that if if all you want is just a basic system, it's pretty well within reach. You just have to make sure that you uh, understand what goes into the design and you hire the right contractor uh, for the job. The biggest mistake I see is that people are willing to spend a lot of money on product and they think, Oh, I can cut corners with the labor. Uh, The labor is just as important, if not sometimes more important than the product, the money you spend on the actual, yeah, the money you spend on the product. So I see people spending thousands of dollars on product. Like I've seen people who buy the thermosol system that you're talking about, and it could be upwards of, I don't know, like by the time you're done with it, depending on the finish, eight to 10,000 if you buy all of the different components and options. And then they'll go and hire like a handyman to put it all in. <laughs> and, Bad. and then they wonder Ouch. why. And then, and then we get the call cause we're the certified, uh, we're the certified service tech. Don't you love like, that? Hey, I j- <laughs> love it. <laughs> most, most common call we get is, Hey, I just put this system in last year and it, and it, it's not working. Oh, I wonder why. So the first thing is, <laughs> the first thing is have you know setting a budget, understanding all the different products. Uh, are you are you someone that just wants the basic system? If so, get the simple, tried and true. Don't get any of the fancy bells and whistles. Hire a qualified installer that knows what they're doing, that has done uh, steam showers before. Understand how the system is supposed to be plumbed because they all have different requirements. Try and understand the code. Make sure you ask the right questions uh, as far as the design. And 
if you are going for the fancy bells and whistle system, you want the the lights, the sound, the music, the aromatherapy, all of the options that go into it, just make sure that the design process and the installation process are very, very detailed. Make sure that all of the different uh, contractors that are hired for the job uh, have great communication with each other because a lot of the times you could also have three contractors that are working on it, let's say an electrician, a GC, and a plumber that are all working on it together. And they could all be fantastic individually, but if they don't have good communication with each other, the coordinate, sometimes the project can go not so well uh, simply because of miscommunication or coordination. So quite a few variables there. I know that was a lot, but uh, I'd summarize it into good communication and coordination, attention, to detail in the design and installation process and do not cut corners. Eric, how do we find an Kimberly. authorized installer for a steam shower? So where do you recommend the public go to, to get that information? So most of, most of the manufacturers will actually have locators on their website. So uh, some of my favorite manufacturers that I like to work with, um, FEGB or Perfect Wellness Group, they're, I mean, they make an excellent product. Thermosol makes an excellent product. Mr. Steam, Steamist have been around for many, many years. Uh, Americ makes a good product and as well. And those last three are DPHA members. Oh, nice. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> good plug. Wait, uh, hold on. The other guys, you got to catch up to the rest of the Kimberly, team. Kimberly, yeah. just tell, tell people about your organization, what it is exactly. Because our listeners may or may not know, and most of them are DIY or, or they are amateurs and they don't know. So just tell us no what you guys do and how you help. Sure. So um, the Decorative Plumbing and Hardware Association is a not-for-profit trade association whose goal is to connect, educate, and elevate the decorative plumbing and hardware industry. So our membership is made up of manufacturers, such as the steam manufacturers you just mentioned, um, manufacturers representatives or independent reps, as well as showrooms like Lutz and Chown. Um, so we just believe in working together to better educate the really everybody on the decorative plumbing and hardware industry. Um, and one thing with what Phil said, something so important, um, even for DIYers, is to use a reputable showroom to purchase this product because you go to Chown, you go to Lutz, they are going to walk you through the whole process. They are going to make sure you have everything you need and they're going to make sure that everything is set. That's a good one. And I've, I've got a question on this. And before I, I'll go back to Phil after this, because I do have a follow-up question on, on steam shower, but I know Nathaniel, I've talked to your salespeople for years down there. And five years ago, I would be down there and talking to any one of your salespeople. And they were dealing with the aftermath of the knockoff online name <laughs> brand plumbing fixtures that we saw out there. It is the, Growy that has two E's all of a sudden on it and whatever coming out of, you know, online stuff. Is that still happening or is it more or less? Or what are you guys seeing out there with that stuff that was online where, you know, you could literally ship a faucet to to China and it would come back as 12 pallets. Well, up here in the Pacific Northwest, it's uh, it's Costco. You know, Costco will have, you know, their their flash sale of. Uh, metris faucets for $99 and you're, and you know, there's no way they're, 
99, you know, that can't be a, yeah. a, a $800 faucet. It's, 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 there's just no way. And the people, they buy it, they install it. They expect a, a service provider like us to warranty the product. And, and it's, uh, you, get, you get your hands dirty and, and start breaking it down. And you're like, this isn't even the same. This isn't even the same Whoa, product. That's bad. Already, you know, kind of an inferior, you know, inferior to a lot of the rest yeah. of the industry. So it's like a bait uh, and switch. Line, but is that a bait and switch? It, it is. It is. And that is, mm-hmm. that is what, uh, that's what our industry deals with on the daily. Um, oh. Constantly, it's either a refurbed or, or, you know, completely different product that they fulfill orders with online. And, and it puts uh, showrooms in a tough place because we, you know, pr- pride ourselves on service. We pride ourselves on being able to take care of the customer and support the brands that we carry. And then you get into the box or you get under the countertop and you realize this isn't anything like, like what should be here. And uh, it's kind of a nightmare scenario. And then our options are sell you something that works or, um, you know, sorry, we can't help you. And, uh, same in door hardware world too. You've got, you know, I won't pick on the brand we all know, but there's there's a lot of inferior products on the on the door hardware side that uh, carry a <laughs> well known name, and they have uh, four tiers of product quality uh, with very little differentiate differentiators as far as how it looks, but how it functions, it's it's night and day different. It's like pulling up to a Ferrari dealership and driving off with a you know Geo Metro. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> it's important to know that you get what you pay for. Great example. I was on the web here this last summer and I saw a Waterstone faucet that they were selling for $421. And I went, there's more than $421 of brass in some of those yeah. faucets, let alone everything else before you do it. So I was just, <laughs> you know, I almost wanted to order it just to see what the heck showed up. Because I was mildly curious, just so I could take it apart. And anybody who's ever been on that factory tour knows that uh, if if you can pick up that box with one <laughs> arm, it's not a it's not a waterstone faucet. I was gonna say this is like. Well, maybe maybe not maybe not Phil. My arm's <laughs> pick it up, but Phil the one arm test. <laughs> 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 oh my god this is as bad as ordering off of facebook it sounds like you know when you see an ad for facebook and then it looks like a great sweater and it shows up and it's just like this big <laughs> yep <laughs> all that fake ordering oh my god and so you're saying costco which is actually you know a lot of people go there for you know i hate to bash on them but they go there for a lot of products so you're saying if you get plumbing it could actually be labeled as a particular brand but it's a knockoff in some so- capacity with those, with a lot of those, it's not necessarily a knockoff, but it's a product made specifically for Costco. So you're not, it, it may mm-hmm. be a Hans Grohe faucet, but it's not the same Hans Grohe faucet you're going to get at Chown or Lutz. It's, gotcha. it's just yeah. not the same. It's the same thing with going into a home improvement store, one of the box yeah. stores. There are two yep. different grades of things yeah. that are going in there. You might see it in there as this, but if you go down to your plumbing wholesaler and buy those and take those apart, Next to each other, you go, wow, same part number, yep, two different parts. Taking the ones in the home stores. As a as a contractor, I'm <laughs> sure you know this, Eric, but yep. like, you know, items such as water heaters or other appliances that go into the home that you could easily find at Home Depot. And like, let's say Ream, for example, or other manufacturers, they manufa- they mass produce for those larger box stores. And then they make separate, let's say, higher end uh 
higher end, you know, models for plumbing wholesalers or whoever it is. And people, the, the tough thing is, I mean, like, it's like you look at the label and you go, oh, it's the same manufacturer. It must be the same quality. But the fact of the matter, and, and that's the perception to the customer, right? Lower price, uh, same mm-hmm, brand, sure. same everything. Oh, I'll just buy it here. But the fact of the matter is they're not taking things apart like you and I are. I am. I'm noticing uh, the the cheaper composite metals in the in the parts, the uh, the internal components that you can definitely see if you're an experienced tradesman that they are they are less expensive. They definitely, let's say, use some kind of composite metal part or a part that's going to fail sooner. Uh, even the warranty is different on on those items that you purchase in a big box store. So. And toxicity. You don't know where these parts are coming from. A lot of the concern, like I'm an environmental consultant by trade. So we look at what types of products are going in and these gaskets can contain benzene and toluene and all these if they're manufactured cheaply. And then you get that in your water and that's a big Mm -hmm. deal. So you want the healthiest faucets and components that you can get. You know, I wanted to circle back real quick before I forgot to ask this question to Phil because it was something on steam showers. It's always been a struggle for me. And I mentioned up a little bit. A steam shower has to have an angled ceiling. How do you Mm -hmm. work in there? Do you have a trick to get that shower head up there that would be a rain shower head? Maybe there's lights. Maybe there's things like that. How do you get that flat so it's not dripping cold water down your back when you're doing (sighs) that steam shower? Or if you mounted it flush with the ceiling like I did, if you've got too big of a shower head, it's now going up against your shower door. I know exactly what you're talking about because we dealt with that uh, on a couple of jobs where uh, I, I've dealt with grades that were as steep as, let's say, one inch per square foot was the slope on the ceiling, right? And that yep. is pretty noticeable because uh, you, you definitely notice it when you walk in. Um, so I have two kind of remedies for that. Let's say if somebody ha- is in the position where they can decide what the slope is. I say, you know what, just go with an eighth eighth of an inch per square foot because chances are not much condensation is going to drip down. Uh, I know it's not what's recommended by the manufacturer sure. or anything like that, but I say, you know what, if you don't want to see it, go with the minimal, go with the eighth, eighth of an inch per square foot, and you probably won't get any condensation. That's not a guarantee, but I haven't had a callback on it yet personally. The other alternative is I actually have built a soffit for that rain head. So let's say I'm dealing with a really steep uh, ceiling slope. I'll actually have a framer, um, you know, I'll cut the opening in the ceiling and then I'll have a framer build a flat soffit, like almost like a box where it it sits like, I don't know, it's not going to be on video, but I can sure. draw it for you. It's It's more or less like a, sort of like a frame container that will hold the the rain head component flat mm-hmm. while the rest of the ceiling is uh is yeah so some people don't always like that look you can make it look good uh but that's those are my two all alternatives so it's better than you know sitting in a rainforest where you, oh, yeah. you're sitting in the steam room and then it's like just <laughs> dripping on you <laughs> yep. so yeah, yeah, I did a half inch and my my slab and tile guys were all giving me a hard time on it. That's not enough. And I'm like, you're quoting commercial code. And, uh, you know, and I'm happy with it. And it didn't make it was so noticeable. 
So thanks for the tip. And Eric, if you're doing, if you're not doing a flush rain head, but you're doing a dropped rain head, there's actually an awesome new patented product from Jacklow that is an angled ceiling mounted shower arm and a scutcheon. And it's actually designed to go on an angled shower oh, ceiling. That is cool. It's really cool. It was nominated for all kinds of design awards. Um, so how come it cool. took little, to 2021 for somebody to come up with that? That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I wanted to dive in and switch uh, tracks a little bit guys and talk door hardware and Nathaniel, here we go. You know, and in full disclosure, I used to be on the Baldwin Hardware Design Council, and uh, I did that for a few years. Um, neat stuff, interesting company, a lot of history, but uh, there is a lot of killer hardware out there, and uh, there is so many different things. And I think to so many people, they don't, as far as, you know, Caroline, you and I, like many homeowners, if we didn't walk into a showroom, we walk into the big box store and see the the Isle of Locks and hardware, and that's all you're exposed to. Mm -hmm. And that is just, as Nathaniel probably can attest here, that is just the beginning out there. And some of these things are not even that expensive that are in, you know, there, there's some good locks out there that you can get that are price competitive, but just higher quality than some of that, you know, thin stuff that you see on the shelves there at the home center. And what you get with the the little investment that you make to get really good hardware is a, a product that's uh, uh, made by a company that stands behind the product. You know, it, the difference could be 15 or $20, but is uh, how do you quantify that when, um, you know, the competitive brands are only going to last you not even the life of uh, how long most people live in their homes as compared to a, a brand that, that has some pride in how they manufacture their products. And they're going to say, you know what, we're going to guarantee this for the life of the home. And that's, that's what you get by investing a little bit more beyond that. You know, it's like, I, I compare it to cars all the time, jewelry in to some degree, <laughs> but the, uh, you know, you get what you pay for. And then uh, above a certain threshold of, of quality craftsmanship is just decorative. So it's, it's different, uh, fun materials like, like bronze instead of brass or stainless steels that are out there. Um, uh, crystal to a certain degree leather, you know, there's a lot of stuff out on the market right now that, um, turns a everyday, normal, ordinary doorknob into something super personal to the home. And, and there's a lot of people that, that take a lot of pride in, in how they make their products. And, uh, a big majority of the products we sell, uh, Rocky Mountain Hardware, Sun Valley Bronze, Classic Brass, Water Street Brass, those are all American made products. And 99% mm -hmm. of what goes into those products is supporting the U.S. economy. And it's, uh, you know, we don't have a ton of really crazy supply chain issues with any of those lines right now outside of finish plating materials, um, which do not come from domestic sources. Uh, yep. But, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, a product line that I've, I grew up around. I love door hardware. I love when people, uh, when you can see that look in their eye, when they're used to the, you know, clear plastic aisles of clear plastic packaged door hardware from home, from the big box stores. And they come in and they have a tangible relationship with a product that is literally the first impression for most people into the home. And uh, seeing that, that spark in their eye and then, and then seeing them, uh, really fall in love with a product they didn't budget for is, is a lot of fun. 
No question. No question. And there's so many cool finishes and textures out there. Um, my probably biggest complaint is some of the companies out there do a really good job of making their door hardware probably much more complex than it needs to be. Oh, I think you have a specific company in mind. Um. I'm not <laughs> referring to anyone by name, uh, but there's when some- I order them, there's 42 little boxes yes. and I need to have a PhD to put it together. So when you order from Chown and many other DPHA members, uh, what you get is a prepackaged uh, full set of hardware for brands like that that like to give you 40 boxes with parts that um, we know what to do with, but maybe the installer doesn't. Um, and, uh, the, you know, we kind of pre-plan for what it looks like on the job site because you've got 40 doors and that's 40 sets of hardware and they don't want a box of 40 strike plates. They want a box they can unpack as you install it into the door and they don't want to have to keep looking at their phones for a YouTube video on how to put this stuff together. There's uh, uh, there's a lot of, uh, uh, I think, really creative ingenuity that's been uh, surfaced in the door hardware world. We've got a, a German manufacturer that's locally uh, warehoused here down in Tequila, and they've come out with some really crazy, cool innovations in door hardware, like snap-on rosettes that are flush to the door, um, oh. adjustable through bolts for multi-point hardware, um, uh, it, it just cool, cool stuff that nobody thinks to make, similar to a slanted ceiling, you know, rain <laughs> shower arm. Nice. I have a question. I don't know because I'm not. This is not my area of expertise, and I find it so fascinating. So, Nathaniel, I see a lot of people doing hardware now with this, especially on a front door. They're doing a lot of the smart hardware, mm-hmm. you know, where they're putting in all these security with the finger, and I mean, it's getting pretty wild. So, what types of stuff do you do with that, and how do you incorporate that kind of into style? And is that like a growing fad? It's it's never going to go away. Probably only uh, get more and more popular as as uh, they make it easier and easier to access your, you know. Uh, gain access to your home with your phone. Um, nowadays, you don't even have to take the phone out of your pocket. It uses the Bluetooth signal from your from your phone as you approach the door to just unlock the door. And uh, that's an innovation that um, a company that we've already referenced a couple of times came out with and uh, kind of let sit for too long and technology advanced to the point where um, you know, you've got August lock and, and a whole bunch of integration technologies that are available in pretty much every, every hardware line in the industry. Um, right now we've got, yep. um, you know, accurate, accurate locks are by far the best in the industry and they keep coming up with crazy new ways to, uh, incorporate mortise locks and, and keyless entry and, um, uh, whole home automation software. It's, it's, really fun to watch and uh, kind of funny to see that door hardware is still a thing when uh, I know that my my dad and my uncle used to joke that um, Star Trek was going to be a thing by 2020 and we would nobody would touch a door handle ever again and here it is 2020 and we're uh, still still like that still like that <laughs> tangible relationship to the to the hardware um, and <laughs> and you know it's it is and Accurate just came out with one for pocket doors yeah. or for sliding doors and pocket doors what? too, right? That's like, cool. Yep. That's cool. Now, one the, thing. The, I, it's for, for sliding yeah, doors. For, so when you have like a patio French door, they now have a smart lock for that. Yeah. And let me give you some real world that happened to me. So I was, you know, I'm in Portland, Oregon, and I was five and a half hours away on vacation up at Wallowa Lake. And I had a buddy here. Uh, Dane, our producer, was camping out at the house. 
He was sitting here uh, staying at my house while we were gone. He was dog sitting. He was at the radio station working. And long story short, one of the dogs decided to escape and dig out under the fence while my neighbor found him. Well, he still had five hours at the radio station and we weren't going to leave the dog over there. I'm on the phone with him unlocking the front door so he could sit there and put the dog back in the house. And it was pretty amazing that I'm up in the mountains. I have just enough cell signal to be able to open up the, the door lock where he yeah. and he's like, oh, that was cool. And it, 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 I don't own a key to my house. Yeah. It's amazing. All the, all my doors to the house, to my house are smart doors and they have been since I moved in two years ago. And what's funny is when we got hit with hurricane Ida, um, we had, we were without power for almost a week and my locks actually failed and I couldn't, luckily I live in a very safe neighborhood. My front door lock was fine. My side door failed and my door was unlocked and I could, I, my neighbors were like, tell me where there's a key. I'll go in and I'll actually lock it. And I'm like, I have no clue where there's a key. Yeah. Like I know that there's a backup key. I have no idea where it is. Well, I haven't seen it in two years. Well, it's funny. <laughs> I've been talking to Nathaniel for about two years now about taking my locks down there to have them rekeyed. And, uh, they're all smart ones, so I'm not really too worried about it. And uh, I'm like, ah, that's low on my list of, of dropping them down there for his lock technicians to do it. But then again, that's one of the other advantages of having a showroom like that is that I have a place that I can go down there and have them key those well, locks. In a similar same. way that you talked about, you know, online knockoffs, there's uh, I think all of us that are used to Airbnbs and VRBOs have experienced a few electronic locks that are just not made well, and they're very complicated to figure out. Um, so even an industry like that, that's so common knowledge to most people nowadays has been completely revitalized by technology because you don't have to have somebody on site to say, here's your keys. They give you a five digit code and you're in their house and then it recycles it when you're, when you're done renting the house. It's, it's a great time to be in this industry. Mm. It is, but then you. The, the, I think the challenge is, and this is where I'm a speaker for the National Association of Home Builders, and I've got uh, coming up for the uh, International Building Show, I've got my own home technology stage over there in the West Hall, so I'll be over there giving 18 seminars, but builders and remodelers, yeah, come over and say hi, guys. I'll come say hi. Builders and remodelers have a hard time integrating this into their systems because there's a hard transition there between handing over a brand new house that's got all these smart home devices and who's going to help the customer set up. Great example, my friend Cheryl just bought a new smart home in a solar community in Florida, and they forgot to put in the fiber optic <laughs> line <laughs> for her smart home. And so it took them a month to run the cable down the sidewalk. It was gaffered tape to the sidewalk <laughs> and across to everybody's house because they forgot to run the cable to the house for the smart homes that what? they bought. And it was, it's just, they, that's part of it is getting the builders and remodelers love you guys on the same page and making sure that that stuff gets hooked up. Like, like Phil said, Phil, not on the same page, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So that's, same that's page. the fun part with that. But uh, what, are, so Nathaniel, and I'm going to ask each one of you guys this too. What are some of the favorite things that you guys see coming out right now that are kind of floating your boat of like, hey, this is cool, or I like what this company's doing? Is there uh, any shout outs and 
whether they're members or not, what's exciting to you guys? Uh, we touched on it a little bit, but the, the new textures that all, all the hardware manufacturers are, are starting to play around with, you know, I'm kind of over the knurling phase, but um, there's, there's other textures out there with a, a lot of fun edge details that you just can't replicate with machines. Really. It's, it takes a, a human hand to get that precise. And, and uh, you know, that, that stuff is never going to go away. It's classic. It's uh, it reminds you of, of, you know, antiquity in the medieval times where people made stuff like that uh, uh, by hand. So that'll always be what excites me the most, but um, you know, Rocky mountain hardware is probably on the top of my list right now of people that are just taking some of those chances, innovating, coming out with, cool new designs, cool new technologies, ways to integrate Bluetooth and keyless and, and even hospitality to a certain new, certain degree. Um, there, are, mm. there's always something new around the corner and, uh, any, any showrooms out there that, uh, that want to, I'm sure Cole would love to stop by in his Rocky mountain bus, which probably weighs about 40 tons with all the bronze that's in there. But how does that get down the road? Oh, yeah. I've been in it. <laughs> I, what happens when it hits a pothole? Does it just like catapult out into space? I don't know. No, it moves the pothole. He's not going to want to drive in New Orleans. <laughs> oh my God. It moves the pothole. It drags it with it. Cause it's got more mass. <laughs> Carolyn, you had a question there. Yeah, so from our perspective, right, Eric it is educating people about the processes. I educate people about healthy homes. So my question to all of you is, as we look forward, you know, we were focused on zero energy for a long time, and now manufacturers are starting to look at healthy homes as being the most important category. So how can we use these technologies to help us? So whether it's not touching a door handle, we we're talking about the automotive and not spreading germs, right? That's a huge one with COVID-19. But Maybe it's allergies. Maybe it's controlling people, not, you know, I'm sure there's a place. So where, where do you think we're going with that, with a healthy home component? So that actually touches into my answer. So my answer to you, Eric, was going to be um, technology, technology in the kitchen and bath. I, I want my home to be a smart home so badly. Um, it was built in the 60s. So I'm doing as much as I can. And Alexa can now turn on and off all of my lights um, but what I really love is the addition to it in plumbing fixtures. Um, she can turn on and off my shower, my steam shower, um, my kitchen faucet, um, which is Brizo for a little plug there. Um, I can ask her to tell Brizo <laughs> yeah. to uh, wash my hands. And actually, my seven-year-old girls awesome. love this because we taught them how to do it. And this was so. If you have chicken. If you're doing your chicken cooking and your hands are all gunked up, right? So I actually have a smart touch faucet, so I never have to touch it with my hands anyway. But awesome. now what I can do is the wash my hands feature is so cool. It turns the water on for just a couple seconds to allow you to wet your hands, turns it off for 20 seconds so that you wash for 20 seconds and then turns it back on. <laughs> awesome. So really big on health is it taught my girls how to wash their hands for 20 seconds because that's what's needed. And this was all that's amazing. We, we installed that during COVID. So now they know like what that 20 seconds feels like and they don't want to wash their hands anywhere else. They only want to wash it in the kitchen faucet, in the <laughs> kitchen sink, which is really annoying when we're trying to cook. <laughs> Too stinking cool. That is cool. It is cool. That is cool. Phil, should we roll back over to you, my friend? What's some of the fun stuff that you see out there that uh, that you're enjoying right now? Right now, I'm really enjoying. Uh, well, what's been what happened with COVID and the pandemic, uh, at least for us, and what was good for our business is that people 
since they were spending more time at home, they were seeing the value, especially in San Francisco, uh, people, the, the economic economics are a little different out here. There's people who do have uh, a higher income. And I was noticing that a lot of the people around here, since they were spending a lot of time at home, a lot of them work from home, they wanted to turn their homes into like their personal sanctuary or spa. And so they became very interested in creating, you know, really investing in their bathrooms and kitchens. And so I got really into a lot of the spa related Mm. products. So not just steam, but also sauna. Uh, So we've done a couple of projects where we do steam rooms and sauna. Uh, And with the sauna, what's, what's very cool with, with saunas now is that you can, you can get infrared saunas. And so you can create a combo room where you mm-hmm. can have a traditional oh, heater cool. with infrared panels. Uh, yeah. And, nice. and that's very cool. Yeah. Well, I was an athlete. I used to play ice hockey. And so I was used to, I was used to having all these treatments and it, it became, you know, the older I got, the, the more important it was to take care of my body and the recovery and all that. And so, when I first used an infrared sauna, I I was like, oh, this yeah. this room isn't that hot. It's you know, I'll You're I'll be sweating. fine. And I'm sitting there for ten minutes, and I started sweating profusely. My core temperature jacked up, and I was like, oh my god, I I'm I'm in a pool, <laughs> and, and I'm in a pool. Uh, and but what what was very uh, what was very different about that experience about using an infrared sauna is the muscle recovery because your core temperature increases at, at a much higher rate that your muscles can recover faster. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the health and wellness related products uh, have been a lot of fun to work with. And the design process is is super fun because you're creating something almost <laughs> like I wish that I was a member here in, in a lot of the projects that I, I you know I've worked on. Um, and then same with like water filtration. So another, we started working partnered with a uh, zip hydro and they make this, uh, this water filtration system. That's nice. incredible. You get sparkling water, you get boiling get water, out. you get chilled filtered water and, and you get just your regular hot and cold tap. So it's a five in one faucet. Mm. Uh, and we started, Unbelievable. And we started, so we are authorized dealers and installers and service techs for that company as well. And that's been a lot of fun working with, uh, with that product because, well, number one, it works. Uh, so we, you know, we put it in and as long as it's installed correctly, it's a consistent install every time. And people are so happy with their investment. So I would say, Really, just anything health and wellness has really um, sparked my interest because when you think about all of the things related to plumbing, mm-hmm. water quality—the water quality—is super important because uh, you're using water every day, and people don't even realize that bathing in dirty water is bad for you. Drinking tap water is bad for you. Using tap water to cook is not good either. That's Anything, any contaminants that the city or municipality puts into the water source is going to affect the food that you eat and consume. And if you have children, they're going to be consuming those products, too. Uh, same thing with bathing. If, if you have a lot of chloramine in your water source or whatever they use to decontaminate it, 
that all ends up in your skin and your pores. Uh, and so just everything related to health and wellness has, you know, and being able to educate our clients about how plumbing and hygiene can, you know, promote good health and wellness has, uh, has been a lot of fun. And, you, you know, cause you see the surprise look on a lot of their faces and the happiness also when the project is complete has been extremely gratifying. I love that. Eric, I'm totally like stoked right now. <laughs> you just made my day. Bill. <laughs> you see the banner behind my head, right? Like that's all we're about. Oh, so oh, yeah. that's uh, and to know yeah. that you guys yep. are a part of that and you're making those changes for us, it's huge because healthy homes are the way that is the way we're going to go in the future. And so I think that you guys are on top of that. Oh my gosh. I'm thrilled. Yeah. Thrilled. 100%. And also as a, you know, as we have our HVAC license too, so clean air and and all of that has has been a lot of fun and and not even just the clients, but also it's been a lot of fun to recruit, you know, new young technicians, people who have no experience with plumbing and then we get to educate our technicians about all of that and I'm very passionate about it and so I think that that passion oh, yeah. sort of rubs off on everybody. And I think that's what has sort of created like a really good community. And then our, our techs are able to communicate this better with our clients. And it's, it's just become a really fun uh, way to actually like get through this pandemic uh, because it's, it's educational and, and everybody becomes sort of into it. And so it's, it's sort of been therapeutic awesome. for all of us. That's cool. Yeah. Now, now if it, that could just, if that Foss could kick out, you know, like tonic water out of that. That would be good for my tonic gin and tonics. Tonic water? You want whiskey. So. Eric wants whiskey coming out of the tap. Yeah. <laughs> tonic water. Had, Who are you kidding? <laughs> I, had someone, I had someone ask me on Instagram today if if I could plumb champagne <laughs> into this faucet that we posted. And I was, and I was like, hey, yeah, I, I guess. That's a hot I mess right there. I'm in the champagne there. business now. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What was that? That so, was healthy leaving the window yeah, that right there. That somewhere. was going out the door right there. <laughs> health, health, yes. health and wellness. Yeah, health and wellness for sure. That's awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. What do you guys, is it all just hardware? Is it, what kind of goes under that umbrella of the organization, Kimberly? Are you guys mostly like faucet manufacturers and handles and hardware? What kind of companies are involved with you guys? So for the history of DPHA, so we were founded in 2002. So since we were founded, it's been mostly decorative plumbing and hardware. So bathtub manufacturers, faucet manufacturers, um, door hardware manufacturers, cabinet hardware manufacturers, um, steam shower companies, shower door companies, all of those. Um, recently, actually, back in 2019, we changed our bylaws to allow um, any real home fixture categories into our association. So we um, have a couple of bath lighting or just lighting companies. Uh, we're looking to get appliance manufacturers and showrooms and representatives involved. Um, would love to eventually have tile involved. Really anything in this luxury home space. Hmm. Nice. nice. Yeah, there's a need for that out there for sure because – there's not really, uh, at least in my experience that I've worked with, somebody that's really owning that space as a trade organization well. We are trying. We love it. We have a lot of educational tools for our members. Um, Phil has started a wonderful podcast called the DPHA Drip. Um, 
Nice. That that I heard you've agreed to be on, so we're very excited about that. Um, of course. Yeah, we we have a new an Andy newsletter for our um, specifier friends out there, and uh, we're actually putting together a procrastinator CEU week. Uh, December 13th to the 17th, because we know that we all love to procrastinate and everyone tries to get their CEU credits at the end of the year. So we're going to have 20 CEUs available through our manufacturing partners um, all in that week, as well as two DPHA webinars where we're going to have manufacturers and other DPHA members talking to the design community about supply chain, trends within design trends within our industry. Uh, so we've got lots to offer to the AD community as well. Nice. I will say I have been, I've been guilty of that with the CEUs because I'm a certified kitchen designer with the NKBA and uh, I have done plenty of CEU classes on airplanes going across the country going, <laughs> Holy crap. I got 20 hours of CEUs to knock out in two weeks. I got to get these done. <laughs> You can do them all in one week with us. I'll send you the information. (laughs) Nice. As long as I can do it with my laptop and my iPad and do them at the same time. So I'm watching the videos. (laughs) That's how I like to do it. But that's a whole other story. Where do you guys? I hope nobody from the NKBA is listening. (laughs) (laughs) They're all too busy. Yeah, good point. (laughs) They're all too busy. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I love you, brother. That's so true. (laughs) Where do you guys recommend? Yeah. So like with homeowners, where do you recommend they go to get information? I always ask Eric this because he's a kitchen and bath expert. So when people want to know what the latest and greatest is, because by the time you go to a box store, I try to explain to my clients, like you're never going to get anything that's new and innovative. So where do you recommend they go right away? If they want to get the greatest shower put in, how do they educate themselves or, and what resources do you have for them? So I would absolutely recommend a DPHA showroom. Um, we have showroom members all over the country. Um, you can find them on our website, dpha.net. You've got Chown Hardware. You've got Lutz Bath and Kitchen. The two, you know, the two showrooms represented here mm-hmm. on uh, on this podcast today. Uh, but we've got showroom members all over North America uh, that are part of DPHA. And they're always going to have the latest and greatest on display. They're going to be the best educated. They're going to, they're going to know their stuff. Um, and that's where I recommend they get started. And then if they, if it's a DIY or someone who wants to kind of get the information on their own for new products, follow DPHA on social media. We have, um, that's awesome. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And we post new products, uh, new and innovative products from all of our manufacturers, uh, throughout the week, every week. I'm following right now. I'm going on. <laughs> I'm hooked. Yay! See, <laughs> Phil. Thank you. There Thanks, we go. Karen. Hey, Phil, I want you to, we had a debate this last week that I want you to uh, see if you can help us with uh, on this last week's uh, midweek special. It was actually the week before last. Carolyn and I were having a big battle right. on what's the best mm. plumbing pipe to run water in your healthy house. Pipe, is it healthy pipe, healthy. PEX A, PEX B, copper. is it copper? We're, we're having the healthy plumbing discussion. What's your take on that? 
I so there, I think that's a that's a twofold question. Well, for or I'm sorry, twofold answer. Uh, we we mainly use copper. I don't use much PEX, uh, but I use PEX when I have to. But to have the healthiest plumbing system, I put copper in. But in addition to that, I always recommend uh, putting in an in-house filter. A whole or a whole house filter, which we work with uh, companies such as uh, Environmental Water Systems and uh, Halo actually makes a, a, a pretty good in-home water filter. And what that does is you put it's like a five foot filter, sometimes, you know, anywhere like three to five stage charcoal and, and, and other minerals that help filter out the contaminants in your water to make it so that you can have perfectly alkaline water in your house. Uh, and it's a five foot water filter that ties into your main line. And I find that that's the best solution, not only for all the, all the reasons why we talked about earlier for health and wellness, for bathing, for cooking and for drinking water, but also for the longevity of your appliances. So if you notice, like if you, if anyone goes to their, let's say they have copper pipes and most people have copper pipes. And you see any like green or white calcification or hardness on the outside of your pipe, that means that there is usually chlorine or chloramine, which is a mixture of chlorine and ammonia uh, in your water source. And when it when it bonds with copper or another metal, that's where that's where that green and white coloration is coming from. And so if you see that that is present in your water source. And what that does is, is it affects the longevity of all of the appliances in your home. If you have, let's say, an integrated bidet toilet, like a Toto Washlet or a Toto NeoRest, those solenoid valves, those tubes, anything that's in there, it's gonna get corroded. You're gonna need service or replacement in about five to seven years. Usually that's the average that I've been seeing. Uh, Steam showers even. Think about this as a steam shower, right? If you have water with chlorine and chloramine going into your generator and then it's converted into steam, Mm -hmm. you're breathing those contaminants. And so you want clean water going into your steam generator. That way you're not breathing unhealthy steam. (laughs) Uh, I've been trying to test this boy's water and I'm testing Eric's water and air. I got to get on him. You're done now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so that's sort of, I, I don't know if that answers your debate, but uh, PEX is very effective. I'm not sure if the material has much to do with it as much as the water the quality the that's PECs, going right? into the your PECs system. The has the VOCs that come off of it. So we researched, they used to think there was BPA coming off of it, but Eric and yeah. I pretty much ixnade that. So it's not the BPA, which is typically an endocrine mim- a disruptor, but um, yeah, the VOCs. But then you've got the issue again with copper. You've got copper contamination, heavy metal. Eric likes heavy metal. Heavy yeah. metal contamination. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with heavy metal. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Yeah. yeah. Can, we, can we get the yeah, I want that. In, I want heavy metal in my body. I don't want VOCs or PPAs. So. Yeah. Oh, get the lead out. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I had some music licensing so we could be playing that in the background right Sweet. now. So. <laughs> Hey, Eric, really quick, because I know we're going to go long, but do you want to play the game? You want to play the wheel? Spin the wheel. Oh, you got it. You got it pulled up there. You you guys want to play our game? It's called Wheel of Projects. 
So like, we spin the wheel. Yeah. It's, it's our round the house game. And oh, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Daniel, what? on for this, right? Not that it matters on a podcast, but okay. Just yes, making sure. Yes. Yes. Just making yeah. sure. Now there are there are things on here. Nathaniel, I don't know what kind it's, of I don't know what Seattle. kind of game show is going Seattle, on in your we're house. But society, usually, everything's so loud. <laughs> a, yeah. Nathaniel's worked with me before, so he just yeah. knows to ask questions, <laughs> which he's smart. <laughs> so there are truth and dare yeah. on here, folks, and there are pay the co-hosts. And Eric and I can take payment in money, cash, alcohol, what else? Food, you know, free product, whatever, however you want to pay us. Okay. All right, you ready? Oh, I like the sound effects. We got utility room. So now you have to tell a story about a utility oh. room. So we're going to start with, let's start with Kim. Kim, you got to tell us something you can do, help with, project utility room. <laughs> what do you got? So, so something that we're, and I don't know if this makes sense in your game, but um what we're seeing in a lot of utility rooms is pet washing stations. Oh, yeah. Yep. Good one. Um, so mm-hmm. a lot of people are putting um, little showers for dogs or they're putting um, they're they're using pot fillers for from kitchens. They're doing it in a utility room low down to the ground so that they can fill water bowls. Huh. Um, so that's the cool thing that we're seeing in utility rooms. We saw that with your friend oh, from yeah. Artix. He put that whole shower in for his dog. Oh, yeah. William yeah. Wyatt. He did a whole thing in there. Yeah. Yeah. He did a whole thing for his dogs, which is smart. I did a high rise probably 12 or 15 years ago up in Bellevue, up close to where Nathaniel is up there at uh, Lincoln Square. And the largest shower in that entire luxury high rise was one of the Nordstrom family's dog showers because it was five foot by five foot. In that whole 25 Come stories on. of luxury living, the dog shower was the biggest shower in the entire place because it was a massive pet shower. So, what, correct. It probably was. It probably was. Or like a big dog, yeah. <laughs> it probably was. So, Phil, you got a story there for utility, uh, room. utility laundry? Uh uh, what do you want to hear? You want to hear a blunder? Uh, uh, most disgusting. disgusting oh, those are always good. Story I like that. In a I like that. Room, Let's or... take it down a notch. <laughs> Gutter talk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it's it's rain. You know, it, it rains a lot here in the winter, and so we're getting a lot of like clogs and rain leader, you know, stoppages and and all that. And uh, it's. It's always fun going into a utility room that has been neglected for quite some time and and to, you know, get surprised with it. The, the we call it a baptism. So when we get a new when we get a new when we get a new apprentice, uh, what we you know, usually what the senior guy will do as a prank is he'll have him be feeding the snake. And uh, what what the apprentice usually doesn't realize when you pull the snake out, that that's when everything kind of comes out. And so it ha- it happens without fail every time during rain season that a senior tech will put the apprentice right behind the drain pipe opening as he's pulling the snake out. And it, it happens usually in our utility room because that's where you can make a mess and just kind of hose it down. And so we call that, we call that in our, in our company a baptism. And we're like, Oh, so we, 
I just I just hired an apprentice uh, about three months ago, and he went through his oh, first man. baptism uh, this month. So, oh. <laughs> so yeah, you can get a face full that way. Yeah. It's uh. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. I got baptized for sure years ago, but it happened I've to me too. I've had it happen. So. Yes, it's 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 not good. It's not good. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not very yeah, salesy awesome. though. I don't, I don't know if that's a fun new product. That- that's <laughs> the fun part of this yeah. game, Nathaniel, brother. What do you got the there? Most outrageous product I've ever seen. That it was just like what the freckle. Um, was a, uh, it looked like a utility sink and it was made, I think by Amarich or hydro systems, but it was a, it was a dog jacuzzi with jets and like, you know, this whole air package. And it's like this, it's like this $2,000 sink. And if you don't know what you're looking at, you're like, come on, who would spend $2,000 on this stupid utility sink. And it's like Paris Hilton. She spent like yeah. 250,000 oh on her dog house. Paris Hilton. But we, I, I actually I sold one for uh, a local publication that did a uh, fundraiser every year called uh, – it used to be called Barkitecture and a whole bunch of architects and – yeah, a whole bunch of uh, architects, designers and yeah, contractors that was a cool project. get together yeah. and build these like a, just outrageous dog houses. Um, and there was a budget of like $2,000, but they'd all spend like twenty five grand on these things. Uh, it, that was a killer event because you'd have it at the Seattle Design Center. Yep. I've been to that a few times. It was a good time. Yep, and uh, uh, that was the only time we'd ever sold one because uh, who wants a $2,000 doggy jacuzzi? <laughs> have to get you lined <laughs> up with our friend, architect David Applebaum. I'm sure I, he's done them more than I once. I know, David. He's a good guy. Yep. <laughs> he's the yeah. guy. So, All right, guys. Well, thanks for coming on today. What is the best place for people to figure out oh my how God, to track thanks. down? DPHA. Uh, our website is dpha.net. Awesome. What are you on Instagram? What's your Instagram call sign? Uh, our Instagram is DPHA Association. So it's it's actually DPH Association. We can also we can also share Kim's personal cell phone number. <laughs> okay, great. And uh, the door code? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Smart lock her smart lock system. <laughs> Exactly. You got food. <laughs> so for our Bay Area listeners, Phil, <laughs> Phil, how would somebody track you down in the Bay Area? Well, uh, I think there's this thing called Google. If you Google search Lutz Plumbing in San Francisco, uh, but we have uh, we're putting actually focusing a lot more attention on Instagram these days uh, since, you know, because of the pandemic, digital marketing became increasingly important for us. So you can find us on Instagram at SF Lutz. That's S-F-L-U-T-Z. And then our showroom is at L-B-K-S-F. And so we have two accounts, but we've actually been doing a lot of collaborative posts. And uh, uh, we're located in the Mission District in San Francisco for any uh, Bay Area listeners. And you've got some really cool products. I just checked out your Instagram. I'm stalking you. Um, oh, good. Pro- thank you. He's yeah, got all awesome. kinds of products you can look at and jobs. He's done water heaters, plumbing. Nice. Nice. <laughs> I stalked you, Kim, too. Oh, yeah. I stalked Kim as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ah, thank and then, you. of course, my brother Nathaniel, <laughs> what's the best way for people to track you down? Uh, Chown Hardware. We're located in Bellevue, Seattle and Portland. Uh, www.chown.com. Uh, we're on Instagram, Pinterest, Facebook, 
uh, house uh, at Chowan Hardware. All right, guys, thanks for coming on today. I'm Eric G. And I'm Caroline B. And you've been listening to Around Around the the House. It's Eric G. from Around the House. Are you planning a decking or siding project this year? If you are, you've got to check out my friends at Millboard. Millboard is a completely different kind of composite decking and cladding that enhances outdoor spaces with enduring distinction. Hand-molded from the finest oak, it realistically mimics the natural grain and color of premium hardwood. If you're looking for something that doesn't look like plastic and instead real wood, check out millboard.com. Make sure and check out that interview we did just a few weeks back. That's millboard.com.